This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It's on the upcoming budget here in the province, March 25th, uh, which is going to be the first for the finance minister, Rod Phillips, who's now joined us here on the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Minister Phillips, good to have you on board. Hi there. Hey, John. Great to be with you this afternoon. So uh, when we talk about COVID-19, has it impacted your budget plans? I mean, I'm guessing there's been maybe a few line items that have had to change. Listen, of course, the, the, all the economic projections, like a lot of the other provincial budgets, were being uh, collected you know, a month ago, even two weeks ago, when, when we were in a very different situation. But, um, you know, of course, what the, the main thing that we're going to make sure is that uh, the health professionals know, the public health uh, teams know, that we're going to make sure that the resources are there to, to provide the service that, uh, that they need to do to protect the health of Ontarians. When it comes to the economy, I mean, it has been a very volatile uh, few days. Um, obviously, we're going to keep monitoring that closely and uh, and make sure that, you know, we remain flexible, that, uh, you know, we have to be able to respond to this. It's an international health emergency that, of course, nobody, you know, could have anticipated uh, even, even a couple of months ago. And I think all governments, local, provincial and federal, are going to have to, you know, stay flexible, make sure we have the resources for health care we need and make sure that we're, we're monitoring the impacts on the economy. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, when you say remain flexible, because certain numbers, factors in the equation, the overall equation, are apt to change, right? Well, you know, the, the again, we and, and other provinces and the federal government look to private sector economists and look to their expectations about how the economy is going to grow. We then add our own uh, our own input, and normally we're we're a little bit more careful or conservative than they are. But but even you know, as every week we are hearing new new expectations, and so you know, this is a you know, we always have a, a prudence built into our budget. Um, we've spent more money on health care you know last year than on any other government in history. We'll continue to to spend more in the future. So a lot of the core services that need to be invested in are going to be invested in. But when it comes to, you know, the actual impacts of, as I said, an international health emergency, I think what we have to do is be looking at, you know, how is that impacting Ontario? First and foremost, listening to the good advice from, from our public health professionals about, uh, about what to do and what not to do to try to, to manage the impacts. And then when it comes to how it affects the economy, um, you know, I as you would expect, talk to business leaders regularly, including those that are financial institutions, you know, leaders of labor unions, uh, you know, economists, others, you know, get the best measure we can and then and then remain flexible, make sure we protect people's health and, and uh, welfare, but also protect the economy. I see. So you're working in concert with all the experts in various sectors uh, as to their inputs. And with the other finance ministers, you know, um, I'll give uh, federal finance minister Bill Morneau credit. Last week, he asked all the provincial finance ministers to get together on the phone, really just to share notes and and find out what was happening across the country. I'm going to be seeing him later this week as part of a team Ontario that uh, Premier Ford is leading to uh, head of the first ministers conference, and I'll be going up to speak to to him again, again talk about what we think the federal and the government needs to be doing, not just on this file but on other important files that uh, you know the infrastructure. Uh, you know, their support on building subways. Uh, and then, of course, Minister Elliott, our Minister of Health, who I think has done a great job of, you know, letting, letting the science and letting the medical professionals lead the charge, but making sure that we're talking to Ontarians about what's going on and on, on the COVID-19 uh, front. But we'll, we'll keep that conversation going. I know that the Premier is going to call for, you know, more coordination federally and more support federally. It's, uh, it's what people expect. And similarly, in talking to mayors, I spoke to Mayor Tory, Tory uh, earlier this week um, and other mayors about what's happening locally. 
And I see from a speech you gave earlier this afternoon, just reading here, that Ontario's implemented an enhanced response structure. That's right. So Minister Elliott um, has uh, put in place what they call a command table um, directed by our Deputy Minister of Health and Dr. Williams, the Chief Medical Officer. And that's the people who coordinate both the provincial and the regional strategies, making sure that all the various scenarios and the contingencies are, are, are being considered, you know, making sure that decisions could get made quickly when they're needed, for instance, on things like medical equipment that's required or other sorts of, of decisions. Uh, this, a lot of it, John, comes from the experience that came through our health professionals from SARS and from other other outbreaks. So, you know, th- this is not something that anybody would want to be facing. You know, first and foremost, of course, we're thinking about those who are affected and whose families are affected. But, you know, our public health officials and our health officials are doing a good job. Um, Christine Elliott and, uh, and the rest of us in government are going to continue to listen to the Chief Medical Officer of Health about what needs to be done. And, um, you know, and then just, you know, we'll have to see how it evolves, both from a health perspective and, of course, from an economy perspective. Again, with Rod Phillips, the provincial finance minister. Uh, I need you to clarify something for me because last week we had on uh, Mr. Weltman, the uh, provincial uh, parliamentary budget officer, and uh, his fiscal sustainability report, uh, where he was saying that the finances, and from time to time he suggests that maybe uh, the numbers don't add up or not sustainable long term. Uh, How do you respond to that? Because he was also saying a lot of the money that had been budgeted in the last budget still has not been spent and uh, was actually falling far short. In some cases, only 50% had been spent. Now, in fairness, uh, there was still a quarter remaining in the year, and this was up to December 31. Uh, so what gives? Yeah, so, so of course, and, and, and listen, he does a good job as the financial accountability officer of reporting on the finances. And what he said in that report as well is that quite often governments will catch up, not be exactly on target on a quarter-by-quarter basis. And, uh, and of course, we'll, when, I, when I bring up the budget on the 25th, we'll give a, an update of where we are from a spending point of view. But in a similar vein, what happened uh, just was in the Global Mail this morning and just happened a few weeks ago, really important, uh, I think, was that the parliamentary um, budget officer, who's, who's the federal equivalent, who looks at all the province's finances, for the first time, John, uh, since they've been looking at provincial finances, they declared that the province of Ontario's uh, finances were sustainable in the long term. So this is a big change from two years ago. They look across uh, the country. Obviously, they're independent, uh, the parliamentary budget officer. But it's a it's a big change to have uh, those third parties indicating that, you know, thanks to the hard work of uh, of everyone, our province's finances are now on a sustainable basis. And, and the good news in that, of course, is that one of the reasons that that was such a priority for Premier Ford and for our government was because we needed to make sure that we were able to respond if things came up, uh, contingencies, unexpected events, things like the COVID-19. So I think, I think the, uh, you know, that is good that we've been doing that work, um, and it's, uh, it's good that in less than two years we're able to get that kind of outside validation. Of course, our budget um, at the end of March is going to respond to that. I was just uh, about to ask about uh, the five-year timeline on balancing the budget. I mean, that's still on plan? It, it is. Uh, you know, we, we think it's important. We also think it's, it's been very important uh, that we be clear about that plan, important to the markets, important to the bond raters, important to the people of Ontario. Uh, so that, that plan to balance is for 2023. I think now the wisdom of having that five-year path, I know there were, there were certainly some people who said, why not sooner? But one of the reasons that we wanted to set out that really deliberate 
prudent path was because, again, um, things can come up and you need to be in a position to respond to those. But, uh, you know, this this year currently we're about $1.2 billion ahead as of the, the last report of our of our deficit target. We're gonna, about $9 billion. Obviously, I'll update that when the budget comes out on 2020 on uh, March 25th. And, um, you know, and we hope to keep making that progress. I think it's important. Yeah, so the trajectory is a positive one, and uh, we could be in the black maybe sooner than later, who knows, within uh, that five-year window you're saying for sure. By the way... uh, It was good to have that window, though. You you can see in some other provinces where they made a choice to move more quickly, and of course, you know, that was not anticipating, you know, necessarily that there could be uh, the sort of interruption that we're seeing and uh, and having to, you know, take account for. And and as I said, that's still unfolding in terms of what are the impacts on the economy of of COVID-19. Well, the economy is fairly robust, if I got it right. I mean, uh, job creation seems to be spiking in this province of late. It has been, you know, last year, and you mentioned the financial accountability officer last year, he pointed out that Ontario created more jobs, over 200,000 jobs than ever before in the province's history. Um, 76% of all the jobs created in Canada last year were created in Ontario. Um, and in fact, um, as you know, and you've talked about before, we have a skill shortage in, in some uh, very important areas. So, so you know, things are, are going well, but, you know, we're seeing, you know, a, a, an international uh, health emergency and a shock that's going to come as a result of that. And, and that's why it's important we're going in in a strong position in terms of, of job growth. And also important that we are on track and that everyone knows that we're on track um, to get the finances into a good place. And, and as well, we'll have the, the resources to support our health care and, and the economy as required. So finally, the oil shock, how's that impact Ontario's economy? Well, you know, it's, it is, um, you know, listen, it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, you might recall um, after the election, Premier Ford took on a role in terms of, of you know, coalescing uh, the other premiers around some asks of the federal government. And the focus that he put it on was something called the Stabilization Fund. And that was a fund that was targeted at the resource um, provinces in particular, the ones that are really uh, connected to the resource sector, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Newfoundland. And and that was the ask and the ask that I took on behalf of the premier to Minister Morneau to say that was an important priority. This um, this oil shock, of course, no one could have anticipated this, but this oil shock makes um, that that request um, on, on behalf of all Canadians by Premier Ford really quite prescient because, of course, now with the impact of lower oil prices, those provinces that rely on resources are going to be even harder hit. So we will be looking, and hopefully the federal government was listening in terms of, of that support. In terms of Ontario, um, because we're not an oil producer, of course, we will see and are starting to see at the pumps lower, lower gas prices. Um, but overall, for Canada, um, resources are important and oil is important. So, you know, we would we would hope for stable commodity markets overall, and uh, and and that particularly um, because it's important what happens. For, for, it's important for us that, that what happens out west and what happens in, in Newfoundland. As the premier says, you know, what's good for Ontario is good for Canada, but what's good for Canada is good for this province as well. Right. Uh, I just thought that you know so much manufacturing in this province too tied into the oil patch and resource uh, extraction, so that it, it may have its impact. It it does it does. On the other hand, um, consumers are going to see lower gasoline prices at the pump, and uh, and so those those offset a bit more in our case. But um, but it is you know it's in it's in a, it's in the interest of Ontario that the rest of the province is healthy. That's why the premier um, focused on what was good for for the rest of the country as well. I got you. I appreciate your time, Minister Phillips. All the best uh, on the 25th. Thank you, John. Take care. You got it. Rod Phillips, Provincial Finance Minister. And that budget on the 25th of March.
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 